Yellow Jackets is a show on Showtime about a high school varsity soccer team that crash lands in a forest on their way to nationals. The story flips between 1996 and 2021, 25 years after the accident. It's a mystery thriller that will inevitably be judged against shows like Lost, The Wilds, and even Cruel Summer. I watched the pilot. We're about to talk about it. Welcome to today's episode. So we watched Dexter like a week ago, and that was all about the snow. And so is this show. So it should be called Snow Time from now on. Yes. First scene, you see a girl running through a forest. She runs right into a trap, gets shish kebobbed like a bunch of spikes at the bottom of the thing, just right through her body. She's dead. How big are these spikes? Spike-sized? Like, you've seen the trap before where people like almost fall into it and they're like, oh, no. (laughs) But usually you don't see someone complete, like fully collapse and twitch to death. Was a, was, did she like fall standing up or did she like fall? It doesn't flat? matter. She just ran into it. The main thing is that you don't see her face. I went back at the end of the episode being like, oh, maybe I'll recognize which one of the girls this is. But all we see is that she has dark hair. The thing about it is that there are these people who are chasing her, which are probably the other survivors that are in masks and pelts and antler horns. And it reminded me a lot of the third day with Jude Law when he was running away from that cult. Then we take a jump, I think it's to 1996, which is where the primary storyline takes place in this episode, where we're getting an introduction to all the main characters of the high school varsity team. This is a woman-centric show, but that plays really second fiddle to everything that's going on because there's so much that's happening. First, this is 1996, so it's three years after the events of Cruel Summer. Not that they're really connected. (laughs) The events of Dope Sick are actually happening concurrently, and... Mayor from Mayor of Easttown is actually winning her basketball championship the same year. Did you know all this or did you like look at it? No, I just thought about it for a while and I'm like, wait a second. Mayor had a similar storyline where it was like the present is when we're dealing with her like detective skills and work, but like she was part of the Lady Hawks, remember? Right, yeah. Like she was the Lady Hawk and her basketball championship was 25 years earlier, which would match around the same timeline as this. But she probably heard about it if this existed in her time zone. And then the highest grossing film of that year, 1996, do you want to guess what it was? Uh, Titanic? Did that come out in 96? 97, I think. 97? Okay, then I I don't know. Independence Day. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we're seeing this high school varsity soccer team, and they're really proud of themselves. They're in this small town, and you meet Jackie. She's sort of the main character. She's the team captain. Later on, the main character in 2021 is Shauna. That's actually her best friend that we meet later on in the 1996. Well, I'll get into that. So Jackie, we meet. She's with her boyfriend in bed. He's kind of like fingering her. And they're pretty graphic with the sex stuff, but people keep their clothes on. It's really weird. There's like a, it actually felt more realistic than a lot of the nude scenes that you get. So Jackie's in bed with her boyfriend. His name is Jeff. He leaves out the window before she gets picked up from school. Person that picks her up from school is her best friend, Shauna. All these people, all the girls at least, are on the varsity soccer team. So everybody that we're seeing, her her best friend, Shauna, is is definitely on the team. They've been best friends forever. They're going to be roommates in college at Rutgers. Uh, They have this discussion on the way to school. Yes, because varsity, Mm -hmm. right? So most of them are seniors. This feels a lot like Vampire Diaries. In fact, I'm pretty sure it starts off the exact same way. The, like, mid Elena. The Elena gets yeah. fingered no. and her boyfriend <laughs> not, by her boyfriend. Not that part, but I'm pretty sure it starts off with a death. 
And then Elena goes into, like, her best friend's car, and they both drive to school, and they're just, like, talking about whatever. This is made by people who worked on those type of shows, um, the originals. And they're, like, a husband and wife writing team. They've also worked on Narcos. Who's, who's, who plays Jackie? Yeah, Emma Pernal. That's Jinx. Okay, so through mostly Jackie's eyes, we're introduced to all of the main characters in the high school soccer team. So you've got Shauna. You have Natalie. She's the goth slash druggie of the group. You have Allie, who is a freshman. Um, and then you have the only freshman on the team. Freshman of a varsity team? Yeah, freshman of a varsity team. How good must she be? She wasn't. So, like, what happens is during the episode, they are concerned that they have a freshman on the team and that she's going to, like, freeze up. And so they originally plan not to pass her the ball during nationals, but instead they're kind of convinced out of doing that. Like only Thais is mostly the one who wants to just freeze her out. But then when most of the girls are like, that's messed up. She then goes hard on her in practice. Right. Oh, okay. So she's like, if she's going to, if we're not going to ignore her, we're going to really have to drill her and show her the ropes. Well, you know, what's funny about that is that like when I was in high school, I remember like for basketball tryouts, the, the, we had two sophomores on the varsity team, but they needed to literally steal the ball if they wanted any time for actual play time. Yeah. Yeah. But things don't turn out that great for Allie because once she finally does get the ball and she shoots for a goal, Right before she shoots, the defender comes in real hard. That wow. happens to be Taisha. And you know how we have like a fibula and a tibia in our leg? Yeah. Well, she had it outside of her leg. <laughs> no, I mean, like, as I, I was watching Dr. Mike yesterday and I saw like what you're talking about. And he was like, if that gets like displaced, it really hurts. Oh, it, it looked like it hurt. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't. But, like, but it was being crossed with us seeing some clips of them when they were crashed landed right and they were eating someone so i mean Wait, what hold on. hold on it was intercut with that well n- n- not that specific part but throughout the episode we definitely saw them uh kill someone at the very beginning and then string their body up slit their throat cook them up and then all split the meat but was it wait why did they kill was it a lot of meat did they kill like the most like yeah, i assume they're yeah. hungry they were there for 19 months. <laughs> Who they kill? So we learn a lot about the... See, the nice thing about this episode is that it doesn't go in order and it feels a lot like a movie because it's paced in a way where I felt like I was really understanding... I was digesting the information, but not like a TV show where it was just like cliche, cliche, cliche moment. The only cliche thing that I would say about the characters, because I also like them, I like the casting a lot, is that each one had a specific quality or trait that they put on them. And the writers definitely pushed that. So well, yeah, then you would re- remember them later on. Yeah, but it, is, it gets a little corny when you're like, okay, this person's going to be super religious. This person's yeah, going to be well, like super goth. So you're saying they weren't stereotyped characters. How were they different? No, I said that was the only cliche thing. I don't even want to say that the writing could have been better because I did by the end of the episode know basically everyone. And this is a big cast. So I, I give them credit for that and I understand why they did it. I think because they cast people who I enjoyed watching that it made it acceptable for them to have such obvious quirks. I have to put an exception or a qualifier on that as well, because Shauna's character takes the cake for the most elaborate type of character I have seen in a television show in quite some time. Like, what do you mean? She is, well, first of all, you have two two people playing a lot of these characters, so that gives them a lot of depth, where (laughs) most of the time you don't get that. But... With Shauna's character, who's the person we follow in the future, she's played by the same person who played Rose in Two and a Half Men, and also mm-hmm. um, she was in uh, Togetherness, uh, the Mark Duplass mm-hmm. show. 
So I've seen her a lot. The thing about Shauna that she hides really well is that she is extremely jealous of Jackie and her own daughter. Why? Well, the thing is, she's not the Jackie's not the best like superstar uh, soccer player on the team, but she is team captain. The other thing that she has is she has that boyfriend and Jeff. Right. And you're not exactly sure why she is so jealous. There's this dynamic between the two. There's Jackie and Shauna, right? They've been best friends forever. Shauna really does consider, sorry, Jackie does really consider Shauna her friend. However, like when they're getting ready for a party or something and Jackie has like given Shauna a dress to wear, she, she I guess feels like she's being overlooked sometimes. I don't know exactly. That's the strange thing because in the future, Jackie's not there. So I assume... Mm-hmm. And we're kind of led to believe maybe she'll show up at the end of the first episode. Well, she doesn't. But <laughs> any possibility Shauna, that the person at the beginning was Jackie in any way? No. But the thing with Shauna is we get introduced to her future self pretty early on in the this episode. She's, I think, the first time we see 2021. And what she's doing is she's masturbating, but looking at her daughter's boyfriend in her daughter's bed. Oh, God. But it's not done in, like, a super creepy way. How is it not done? Because then she goes and just does, like, mom chores, like laundry and stuff. So, I don't know. It's just awkward. And so that's kind of, like, your introduction. Okay, she's sort of a pervert, right? And then this reporter comes to talk to her and ask her about things that happened 25 years beforehand. I don't know if it's the anniversary or not. It might be. But she just wants to, like, say, okay, well, we want to do a little story from your point of view. Because a lot of other people have talked for you, but we want to hear from your perspective. You got into Brown. You were really smart. And I was like, Brown? What about Rutgers? And then I realized, okay, well, if she got into Brown... And they were Rutgers is a lower school, mm-hmm. so if you can get into Brown, you'd go there you're first. Right, right. Well, that comes into play later on, but she never told Jackie about that, and that's I think on purpose. She also kills a rabbit later on in the future, which shows that she's not afraid to get her hands dirty. But the kicker is that you're like, okay, well, she ends up kind of weird in the future, but in the past, is she just as strange? Well, at the end of this episode, after the party, she is getting driven home with Jackie by Jeff, and. Jackie has to be dropped off first. And then afterwards, Shauna asks Jeff to pull over and then they have like they have sex. Which is basically this huge kind of twist because not only did she marry Jeff later on. Yeah, sorry. You saying Jeff so much reminds me of 13 Reasons Why. I can only imagine him in this role. But yeah, go ahead. No, Jeff is kind of dumb. But Jeff was dumb in 13 Reasons Jackie's Why. Jackie's character was a virgin. She was waiting to have sex with Jeff for the first time. But apparently this wasn't the first time that Shauna and Jeff had hooked up. Now, I get how that all sounds, sounds like. like very a soap teeny. Opera. Yeah, it sounds yeah. very teeny, stuff like that. But it, it was she was demanding to be told that she, he loved her, even though she knew it was fake. But when they get on the plane, her and Jackie are sitting next to each other. Jackie gives her one of her mom's Valiums and also gives her a necklace at some point. Because Jackie truly is trying to be her friend, and they, you seem like they're close. And she kept the necklace, and she has the necklace at the end. Oh, like like the 25 years later? Yes. So it, it's like she does love Jackie, but at the same time, she hates Jackie. Also, she her daughter did show up. It's just weird, this dynamic that's going on with Shauna. So I was very curious what's going to happen with her jealousy and how that works. And how did you out. actually see the plane crash this episode? Yeah, so sort of in the end, they did the lost thing where you have the song in the background and a montage of everything that's going on before the plane crash. So all the girls that we've learned about, every single one of them, from Jackie to Shauna to Natalie to Allie to Issa, Vanessa, Laurel, Loudie, uh, 
and Misty. We see all of them sort of cut to and where their personal lives are at and where they're from. And then we see them on the plane. And instead of giving us some graphic like CGI explosion plane thing that we get in most shows, like most right. plane explosion yeah. shows, this kind of did a good sporadic like flash thing where you see the girls trying to put on the oxygen mask, people unable to balance, and then Shauna looking out the window as it's crashing. And then you see basically the after effects, which is... Shauna still has the diaries from the girls and she's reading them in like the 2021 world where it's, they're saying things like, why isn't every, anybody finding us? It's been a long time. We're, we're looking for help, stuff right. like that, right? And then also we get this cuts to the this tribe that they've become where they're all wearing like these weird... Uh, we, we never see the faces, so we don't know who's under the antler hood. Oh, okay. But like, so we, we know who survived. So the people who have survived are Thaisa, because she's running for Senate now, or something like that, mm -hmm. maybe mayor. She actually gets contacted by Shauna at the end of the episode. Shauna gets a burner phone and basically calls her up, and you don't know who she's calling. So I'm like, oh, is Jackie still alive? And like, she's under, like, she's hiding or something? No, it was, she was contacting Thaisa and basically like, what are you doing in the public eye? There's these reporters who are looking around, and I called in the star ledger that she said she worked for doesn't actually exist. So what like happened that. on the island is obviously stuff that they yeah, don't so want to Yeah, so it's like season out. three of Lost where they've returned from the island, and now they don't want to go back, but they definitely are dealing with what they have after effects of lying hmm, okay so because she says a very piloty line at that point which is something around along the lines of if they look into this we're fucked <laughs> <laughs> so and then they wink at the audience the other people who who survive right yeah. who i haven't gone over the full team yet but you have vanessa who vanessa is also someone i recognize santa clarita diet she played the goalie. She was also in a show where she was like obsessed with, I think it was like an internet show where she was obsessed with K-pop and then, or not K-pop, a Korean dramas and ended up falling into a Korean drama. Oh, the Netflix show or whatever. Yeah. Right? yeah. So she's, a, it's funny how like goalies and soccer movies are always played by gingers. Cause I remember that one that the guy <laughs> from Sandlot played in also had him play the goalie. Anyways. So she's not really, she has a drunk parent, but besides that, and she's sort of poor. We don't know much about her character yet. She just seems nice. Then you have Allie. She's probably gotten off the best out of all these girls because she never actually went on the flight because her leg broke. So oh, okay. in a way, <laughs> it's a good thing. The person who in had, a way, I think it's only a good thing. I mean, her leg is hurt, but um, then we have Natalie, who we see her in the future, and she has been through bender after bender. She's coming out of rehab, <laughs> um, and then she goes into a storage locker at the end of the episode and pulls out a gun. And she's like, I'm back or something like that. <laughs> uh, but but she seems like she may be handling what happened the most humanly out of the whole group. Yeah, I've learned, I've learned that like there's not a lot of likable characters in this show. I disagree. I like them all, except the, I just want a reason why, like what's going on to each For why one they're of acting the way that they are? No, see, like the mystery isn't who survives. Unless there's a twist where like Natalie is alive. Um, it's more about like what happened, right? Mm -hmm. But they're presenting it in such a better way than a lot of these shows go about it, which is not linearly. It doesn't have to do with a week by week, oh, this is the person we're going to lose. It's more like all these things coming together. And I really liked the casting, again, because they make the characters feel like teenagers. Like they still look like 20 sums. Mm -hmm. But their talk and their banner is so much more elevated than a CW show. So, but half of them are like rich and half of them aren't. So, Loudy 
who I haven't talked about yet, she's rich. Her dad is actually paying for the private plane, which they crash in. Wow. <laughs> but the only thing we really know about her is that she's on pills. That they bear, in that montage, if you really are paying attention, she's given pills. So without those pills, is she going to be like bipolar? Is she going to be schizophrenic? Is she going to be able to survive? Could they like, be pills that possibly were like for addiction? No, or, I'm, so, so it's not like Charlie. Addiction? It's not like Charlie from Lost. She's like 14 years old. I don't know. No, man. it was like her maid literally like gave her the pills so that she So these are something that she absolutely needs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and so maybe she's going to get sick without them or maybe she's going to start acting insane because right now she's very calm. Misty is this strange character too, who is Christina Ritchie mm-hmm. in the future. But she is literally, in the past, just a roadie or super fan of this team who kind of tags along with them, right? Okay. And But in the future, she's, she's, we only get really one scene with her, and she's just Nurse Ratchet. Like, because she's taking care of an old person, but then that old person, like, pisses her off, so she takes her morphine and just leaves. She looks a lot like the lady from the Americans, the one when she's wearing the wig to help that family you know yeah. that curly wig yeah she looks exactly like oh, that when she was playing the sister or was supposed to be the sister of uh, her husband possibly it's been a while since i've seen yeah. the americans she looks like a real wild card of this series though because i think that in the, because she's the one character in the past that we see take off the mask at the end who has been eating mm, okay and she's definitely there <laughs> <laughs> so uh, also we get during the montage of the plane of everybody entering there's two brothers i think from the varsity baseball team who also make the flight they're like the two guys the only two guys there in the in the show possibly no in the show there's like the principal and stuff that's definitely a lot of minor characters but i'm saying as far as the crash victims they had to have a couple dudes just hanging around and i don't know if they actually survive or not but like the 90s were this was a snapshot to the 90s you had marilyn manson t-shirts pearl jam posters tape decks pagers Kelly Kapowski references, Saved by the Bell. Light Brights, which I remember playing with in, like, kindergarten. I remember Light Brights, Party yeah. atmospheres of, like, dazed and confused. Like, the one party they go to isn't some high-tech Amazon uh, light bulb, like, flashing. It, it, was, it was just in some random forest with trucks and smoking out of apples, LSD, and kids being kids. Um, and then there were the old oxygen masks. If you ever look at planes these days, they actually have like newer type oxygen masks than you remember. Right, yeah. These were very specifically like the older models. So I really like that they did the detail with that. It's always so strange. They say write what you know, but every single show now takes place in the 90s or at least has some type of story arc that does so. That's not a surprise because if you think about the like the upcoming directors and the writers of these years like that was their time that they grew up but do you up. think in the 2030s we're gonna get the 2000s and 2040s 2010s something yes like that? it's always gonna go like that uh. when comparing the show to outer banks gossip girl riverdale or guilty party what do those shows bring to mind just these outrageous yeah that, right? that, that would never really happen yeah. but like a lot of this show was centered on the like the soccer matches and just keeping things grounded and i really liked that when the plane crash happened sure they were eating someone right right but and then in the future there's this conspiracy of like what happened but when it comes down to just the regular day-by-day stuff that was going on in the 90s it was just these kids that were that were a good soccer team it was just kids being kids well the, so it wasn't soccer, it wasn't like the, them running after a gold treasure map or or the soccer or some trying to figure out who murdered in guilty party but what but with the soccer matches was it like one tree hill where you actually were in or invested in the games no because it was always just cut twos or the, or the practice or something like that 
the first episode I was just parsing out the survivors. I was like writing them down to make sure I understood. The only person that doesn't really match their future self is I would say Natalie right now because the future version of her, maybe it's just because their hair color is different, but it seems a lot more maniacal than the previous version of her, the one that was younger. The younger one seems a lot more innocent and I, I was rooting for her and I wasn't really rooting for the one in the, in the future. Uh, it reminded me of kind of Haunting of Hill House in the way where most of the casting did fit the younger versions right, yeah, and you were rooting for both like them, and yeah. you really like seeing the scenes with, with both versions. Uh, yeah, what took 19 months is a real question because uh, there should be a black box and how were they eventually found? Like there are, with Panic, it was like, okay, well, who's going to win? That was the end of the goal. But this, it's, you don't exactly know where they're going to take it. Like, what's the point? But you're, that's why they're making you invested with all these different characters. I don't want to see Jackie die, though. Because she was a good main character. Well, and it's funny how she was Jinx and how that show is just like blown up. And then now with this, I think she's just like probably going to be one of the up and comers. Well, when they were asking the cast, like, you know, how, how's the season going to play out? They said season one is definitely going to end with a cliffhanger. There's going to be a lot more questions than answers, not only in the show, but just to keep it going, keep mystery aspect going. It does feel like lost that way, but they could screw that up. Like, if they just don't know where they're ending it. I hope they have a final... That's why it felt like a movie at first, is it felt like, okay, this is actually going to ha- come to a close. Like, they could shore this all up in, like, a couple episodes. So if it keeps on adding mysteries, like, that'll be unfortunate, because you don't want another 100, where <laughs> things just go kind of off the rails, and then you get different sects of groups. Um, and if this is sort of the Lord of the Flies mentality yeah, then you are going to have a split off of two different groups so right now it just seemed like there was one group and one victim and maybe they were just making sacrifices at that point how how long do you think it takes before you get to a point where you're in that sort of decision making mode where it's like well we're going to become the whisperers <laughs> i mean it would, it would 19 months feels almost a little bit short in that respect if you're going to start doing that you would feel like you would find some type of that'd food be day source. three day three <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, overall, the show has a 7.8. It's gotten pretty good reviews, 100% on Ron Tomatoes. I know that they based it, obviously, off of Lore of the Flies. When Warner Brothers greenlit the film, uh, like, the writer saw that a lot of people were like, woman can't be as barbaric as men, so then she's like, oh, okay, then I'm going to write this TV show. See, and, and it didn't happened. feel like that. See, if, it, if I had felt like I was watching something that was supposed to be taking place of, like, <laughs> a man's role, or, like this is supposed to be a guy's story or something like that, then I would have been kind of like, okay, I just, this feels a little bit too woke, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's not what this feels like. I forgot halfway through that I'm like, that these are all just female characters. That really wasn't the point that I left with. It was more just like, are they going to, like, what is up with Shauna? <laughs> I was like, what is your deal? Like, why do you both hate and also seem to, want this friendship is it more like the descent where like you kind of get a sense of of different people in different situations is there an evil one at all like a main villain on the island uh misty and shauna seem like they're the most dangerous of the group yeah later on in the series it's supposed to kind of dip into the surrealness of it all but it seems like the only thing that was really surreal in this episode was just the fact that they were wearing masks and chasing someone right like there's no like i don't know weird montage scene where suddenly you see vampires or anything like that oh supernatural shit no there's no supernatural stuff i don't expect there to be because the drama of the ending scene was that shauna was speaking to taisa about just information that they knew Mm. so this is about secrets this is again grounded 
overall, the sh- the first episode is an eight point three on IMDb. I think it has around two hundred uh, reviews. You're gonna watch whenever the show, whenever there's right? a teenage whenever there's a teenage show that deals with the two thousands onward, it always feels like it has to include like twenty percent of it has to be social media. Yeah, uh, people looking at the internet. Right. Yeah. It's so relieving to have a show that doesn't feel like it has to do that. That can go back to like the dazed and confused or. Where I guess the writers have to work a little bit harder and like with Stranger Things, like they always have to be doing something. The kids actually have to be having conversations and that has to be the movement and not just mm-hmm. like, ooh, I just received a text. It's So, yeah, I will watch the rest of it and I'm surprised it has a 7.5 or whatever. 7.8. 7.8. Of like 600 reviews, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it could do better and I think it definitely made the Wilds and the society look like poor replacements because the Wilds did feel like it was supposed to be what will happen if these girls crash land and right, yeah. and will they be turn on each other this felt like the girls were already sort of turning on each other because it's high school <laughs> and and what will happen once they have to survive as a team somewhere else a lot of the reviews are saying yeah it's, it's creepy it's good it's interesting to watch the bad reviews are saying yeah creepy atmosphere but like in the end it kind of gets lost in itself a little convoluted at different points is that so. just the pilot or, or? I, I think it was like the first two episodes we're seeing for review again i only watched the first one so right. that's what we're doing for this i don't know i'm intrigued with the mystery and so i'll be very curious as to where it goes but that'll be where we leave this episode thanks for listening we'll see you on the next one bye bye, bye.